Podcast Maniacs is by Brown from BBTAS. Are you out there looking for something that's a little different? Say a little bit of strange. Tired of all those shows out there that are sad, lame, and mundane. Then I got something for you. Tune in 9 Eastern every Friday night at AverageJoeShow.com. Join in with host Corey Charette and Ward Miller, along with a mystery guest. If you don't mind jumping in and swimming in a hot mess of attitudes and opinions, then Average Joe it's for you, or you, or you, or you, or you. Technical difficulties have occurred with the hosts of this podcast. Please. Do not adjust your broadband connection. Thank you. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Average Joe Show, episode number 80. Of course, you can catch us on the website, averagejoeshow.com. Of course, our email is talk at averagejoeshow.com. Twitter, Average Joe Show, all one word. Our voicemail is 813-915-6390. That's 813-915-6390. And of course, every Friday night, for the most part, we will be here live at 9 p.m. Eastern at averagejoeshow.com slash live. Uh, just to warn you guys, this is the last live show we're going to do for three weeks, so don't be looking for us next Friday or the Friday afters, but we will be back with a bang in three weeks. Of course, I'm Corey Shretton. Joining me, as always, is Ward Miller. Ward, what's going on over there? Hey, Corey. How's it going? Same old, same old. I'm loving this cool weather we're having. Uh, well, you're probably going to get the heat, because today it was like 81 here, but they're saying that uh, come midnight, uh, it, the cold front supposed to come through in the high tomorrow here in the burg is going to be 50 degrees Holy which shit. yeah so it's just going to be a complete and utter shock if i don't end up with pneumonia yeah well that's called flu season that's a good way to get the flu yeah well if i don't ever leave the house it doesn't really matter <laughs> this is true the joys of being a geek we never leave the house <laughs> yeah that stupid sun thing that just burns me and makes me all red and angry bastards yeah Damn you, son! Damn you! <laughs> Speaking of geeks, with us from Geek Talk with Mitch is Mitch Heyman. Mitch, what's going on over there? Oh, just messing around with uh, Linux and fixing computers on the side. Well, I work at the costume party in his apartment in April. Oh, you remember okay. Sarah? She was the... Hey, who's got that going? Who's Sarah? That's me. That party was amazing. We went there. I... The... I don't understand. The, the commercial just started for no apparent That's reason. That's because the stream's been going for 17 minutes now. Yeah. All right. Anyway, well, we were just uh, talking about that before, and that's what happened. Yeah. I think you got cursed with that. Okay. Also from lovely Pittsburgh, BA, uh, BA, PA, Bergseyeview.com, our friend Hutch Jr. is back. Hutch. Good evening, Corey, Mitch, and Ward, and the Average Joe Show Nation. Thanks for having me on the program. Glad to have you back. Are you all nice and sober tonight? Uh, we certainly are. Uh, at least that's what I'm going to tell you. I'm sitting down here on Yakagani Lake. That's right. I forgot. You're not at home today. You're over at a friend's cabin. Is that what it is? That is correct. This is the Berg's Eye View mobile studio is set up and running. Hope we're sounding okay. You sound phenomenal. Awesome. Sobriety does suck, by the way. 
That's from the chat chat room. <laughs> it does suck. All right, Ward. Let's. I guess we should start the show. You got any announcements? Uh, not that I can think of. Uh, you had an announcement uh, listed I in do. the show notes. I do. Uh, Byer Brown, our friend, our friend, and basically one of the uh, con- main contributors of the show. Byer Brown from Byer Brown Tech and Stuff. WordPress.com has been working on his website bbtas.com. And I've been going back and forth, and I know he's starting to play around with it. And uh, it's not officially up online yet, but go take a look at it at bbtas.com. Gives a little love to some of his favorite podcasts. Uh, we're up there. He's, he's got uh, Mike's Tech Show. He, he's got Barb's website, tangents.com. It's, it's looking pretty good. You know, he hasn't gotten any uh, information up there yet, but he's just got the, you know, at least he's got the layout up there, and it looks really awesome. Yeah. He's got a... A companion show too. If you check out the blur, he's got a little uh, short news review show. He's uh, given quite a bit of love to my show too. Thanks, Buyer. We appreciate that at Bird's Eye View. Buyer just kicks ass. Yeah, check that out. Buyer Brown Tech and Stuff Right now, all that's at uh, the blur is basically a five minute. I don't want to say daily show, but you know, sporadic daily show. I guess is what you could say whenever he gets around to. It. But it's a great show. Five minutes crammed with news and. It's it's amazing. I mean, it sounds like this guy's a professional radio uh, disc jockey. Yeah, he's just got that voice. But he's got the flow too. Do you notice how he just sits there and he just goes boom, 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 and it's just amazing. Yeah, I I I gave him mad props. I you know I I was the one screaming to get him on the show, and in fact uh, I find he has a Facebook uh, fan page for BB uh, BBTAS. If you just go to, to uh, Facebook and do it, you know, do a search on it. It's there. I, when I find that I sent it out to everybody, I sent it to, well, I sent it to you. I sent it to Barb. I went through my list and everybody that I have on my Facebook friends that I know has anything to do with the show. I sent it out to them too. Definitely. I, I was, you know, it's funny is uh, I checked it. I checked out the website last week. I just like, Oh, I wonder if he's got the website up or I wonder how it's going, you know, just you know, be out of curiosity for a friend of ours. And he had the – it was the basic hello world. You know, this is your first post for WordPress. Yeah. So, of course, smart-ass me had to put the first post on his website to say, hey, checking out the site. See, it's coming along pretty good. Yeah, that costume party of Mimi's apartment. Why is the goddamn ad keep yeah. startup? That's not me. Yeah, I don't, even, I don't even let that video run, guys. I just, I just go to look at the chat room. I don't even watch the video. I don't, dude, it's just me and the fucking website. You really want to look at my ugly face? I, I shut it down. <laughs> no, no big deal. You, as long as you're not like Chrissy was on that one show, where it was just a constant echo on top of an echo on top of an echo of the live stream. You're okay. Barb's put the link up in the chat room too, if anybody's interested for uh, BBTAS and whatnot. And we will put it in the show notes, of course, at averagejoeshow.com. So give Byer Brown some love. I told him I was going to mention it tonight on the show. I just like to look at the website. I can't wait until he gets all his stuff up there and basically get away from the WordPress domain. I, I'm, I'm, I'm one of those people that likes domain names short and sweet if you can get them, you know? Yeah, I know. It took me a while, but I finally got mine too. Maxinlife.com. Gotta love it. All right, let's start off this week's show. Believe it or not, the first story I have is actually a serious story, but I just thought it was a phenomenal story because I honestly am amazed that Seattle is one hell of a town. Talk about a 13-year-old boy named Eric Martin, who I guess he likes to dress up as a superhero, and he calls himself Electron Boy. Well, apparently he has uh, a cancer. I don't know what kind of cancer it is. I can't see it right now. But he's got one of those terminal diseases 
where uh, Make-A-Wish Foundation uh, granted him a wish. And his wish was essentially to be a superhero for a day. Now, this story, you got to read it at AverageJoshow.com. It's just fucking amazing. Basically what it was is Spider-Man calls him up. He has to go help out the Seattle Sounders who are trapped in, at Quest Field. He gets a police escort. They shut down the highway so he can go over there, basically rescue these guys. You know, gets, you know, cheered on. He's like praised. He's awesome. The Jumbotron comes on and these bad guys called Dr. Dark and Blackout Boy basically tell him that, you know, they're over at the, the Space Needle. And, you know, and they got people over there trapped in an elevator. So he races over there, saves the people in the elevator, fights these two bad guys, and the police handcuff them and take them away. And it's just, it blows my fucking mind that it was like three, I don't know how many people, like 200 people or something like that were involved and basically shut down part of a town for this boy to have his wish come true. That's awesome. I I really dig the stuff that uh, that Make-A-Wish and stuff does for these kids. Uh, in fact, I, I just saw a video where there was a kid in Pittsburgh who he's wheelchair bound. He's basically a, you know, a paraplegic. And uh, they uh, had a thing with the Steelers where they brought him in. They had a thing where he was drafted. He signed the uh, he signed a contract with the Steelers. Then he took him. They took him out, and they said, "Okay, you know." They had Roethlisberger come in and says, "Hey, rookie, you can't be sitting around. It's time to get out on the field." And they take him out on the field. And like I said, the kid's in a, one of them electric wheelchairs. And they had him running plays, and they had him up on the jumbotron. It was just really cool. And I think that the, the video's out on YouTube somewhere. Um, but I, I really dig the stuff that these people do for these kids. You know, especially the ones that are you know, terminally ill and, you know. Well, that that's what it's, they're there for. They're there to do whatever the, basically the kid wants. And, you know, it's just amazing that, that Seattle, basically, you know, police escort, 20-car police escort, shutting down part of the highway, you know, having access to Quest Field. It's just, it just blows my mind that, you know, that they could actually set up something like this and pull it off. You know, there's uh, there's examples of that all over the all over this whole country. I mean, I just started thinking about it as you were as you were telling that story, and I remembered when uh, when my unit came back from Iraq, there was people on both sides of the street for it had to be two or three miles. Man, it was just this is just a good natured country. Oh, it really is, and, and, and that's what kind of pisses me off too. Is stories like this get buried? You know that? I mean. Uh, Barb in the chat room said she'd never heard of this story until I sent her the link this week. These stories get buried underneath all the the negative stories, you know, the deaths, the murders, all the, all the negative shit that happens. Yeah, in yeah because these aren't sexy. No, you know, and these aren't, and it's not a fluff piece either. If you watch the news, you get all this 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 um, this gruesome and morbid stuff, and then they have a little fluff piece on something that no one really gives a shit about. A good example right now that's going on. That you're not hearing about. Basically, a, a large American city got hit with a TKO down in Nashville. There's people pouring into there helping them, and it's not even in the news. The damn flood isn't even in the news, really. And, and you know the sad thing about that, though? The only only thing I heard about that was actually today. I read a story. It's kind of sad. They were talking about the Grand Old Opry might be shut down for six months because of the flood. Yeah. Yeah, sure. Now, he, here's the hear. thing. When, when this happened in New Orleans— and everybody got a chance to bitch at Bush and mm-hmm. say how the government didn't help them out and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. 
where's the media going? Hey, where's the government at in Tennessee? You know, wh- why why aren't the why isn't the National Guard out? Why isn't you know that kind of stuff? And, and here's the funny thing: all we ever heard of for the last several months was Haiti, Haiti, Haiti. Let's help Haiti. Let's help Haiti. All of a sudden, something major happens in the goddamn United States, and what happens? You don't hear a damn thing about it. Yeah, no, but really is sad, and it's. Uh, I think it's two different worlds, really. I think I think what happened in Nashville is uh, the city's a little bit more self reliant, and the the churches came together, and the community came together, and they did what they had to do. You know, if this would have happened in Detroit, it'd have been on the news. Yeah, that it definitely that that's the thing, though. You know, uh, I don't know what to say about that. It's just you know, I feel sorry for the people down there, but we can hope they can do the best. But let's move on. Speaking of superheroes, we're going from Electron Boy to back to Spider-Man. Well, apparently, Spider-Man, right after he called Electron Boy, went out and foiled a would-be thief while Jedi Knights blocked the uh, escape route. Which is, it, it, it's really funny, because apparently they had like a uh, a Comic-Con type thing, you know, where no, people came to it, this, it, well, no, people came to this comic book store and they dressed up as their favorite um, well, well, that's character. free comic book day. It's free comic book day, May first, every year. Well, they dressed up. Is my point. Oh yeah, I don't yeah. know if that's that's a gimmick. A lot of these comic book stores are what, but it's just I think it's fucking hilarious. The story. Yeah. And if you follow the link, uh, in the well, apparently, if you're not in the chat room right now, you can follow the link on the website. There's a video of Spider-Man stopping this uh, thief. Where the guy goes in and he's he's trying to snatch something, and Spider Man spots him. He was trying to steal an X Men book worth a hundred and sixty bucks, a hundred sixty dollars for a freaking comic book. It amazes me. Uh, but then the the guy <laughs> called for backup. Now there's a uh, he gets surrounded by superheroes within seconds. They're, these guys are dressed as Jedi's, as you know, um, all these other comic book heroes, and, and they thwart the uh, the theft of the X Men book. It it's uh, it, it's hilarious though. I was I Jedi Knights guarding the door so the guy couldn't escape. I wonder if they had like lightsabers. Well, I guess they'd have to if they were dressed, you know, they, they, because if they don't have lightsabers, they just look like guys in robes. One of the stories out there said something about there were two Jedi Knights with lightsabers standing at the door guarding it. Well, they'd have to have lightsabers or else they I mean, just look like monks or something, you know, just in their robes. I just I just think it's it's just it's just amazing that, you know, this happens. You know, it's like it's like almost like a, a, a real world ja- uh, jackass, a real world kick ass movie come to life, you know? Yeah, well, you, you figured, you know, these people that actually, you know, are into this, and if you look at the Spider-Man costume, it's, I mean, it's not the same that, you know, Tobey Maguire wore, but, uh, I mean, he's still dressed like freaking Spider-Man, so he gets a chance to thwart evil. You don't think he's going to jump all over it? Oh, hell yeah. I, you know, it's funny. It's when I first I heard started hearing this story, I was like, I wonder if the guy's got like any webs or anything, you know, any web devices so he can shoot. Them. I don't know. I was thinking it's like it's super geeky. It's like, come on, that would be awesome. Yeah, he has this big bull bull rope web that he just tosses on him. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's too funny. Uh, it, it, 
It's just freaking amazing. It's just so freaking amazing. Okay. Well, you know what? Let's go on to the next story here. You know, speaking of uh, maybe if uh, Spider-Man had this next uh, piece of apparel that Hutch is going to talk about, things wouldn't have gone as as good as they should have. <laughs> okay, boys and girls, this comes from about.com, and it's a lingerie story, kind of. Uh, you're <laughs> you're going to want to go to thunderwear.com for this one. Thunderwear that's fun to wear. Undies for gun runners and joggers. I'll never look at my fellow joggers the same way again. It turns out some people wear more than a shirt, shorts, sneakers, and an iPod because not only are some joggers packing heat, there's an entire industry to accommodate them. Why would anyone need to carry a pistol while jogging? Well, just listen to the logic from one pistol-packing Second Amendment advocate. Dogs are probably the biggest threat on my jogging route, Kyle Hassan, a Cincinnati-area police officer and firearms instructor, told AOL News. That and maybe an errant tricycle. But it turns out dogs and trikes aren't the only potential targets joggers encounter. Some people might run through the bad part of town. It's one way to give yourself the urgency needed to improve your running time. And Texas Governor Rick Perry once shot a coyote on his jogging path. In case you're wondering, I jog, this is from the author, I jog armed only with a blade, my razor-sharp wits. So what you need to do is go to thunderwear.com and you can find all kinds of apparel to accommodate your handguns, your sidearm, while you're running down through the hood. (laughs) You know, I just saw that. I saw that and I had a couple of the people up in Pittsburgh that I tweet with. They're avid runners and sometimes they run through some of the uh, seedier parts of town and I don't know. I just thought it was funny. Brave. Yeah, but my question would be, um, you know, this, I mean, it's like anything else, right? It goes both ways. I mean, at the same time that runners are doing this, bad guys could be doing this. And, you know, you look at that uh, underwear bomber that happened at Christmas. What if he had something like this that he just could pack with? whatever you know whatever ex- insert explosive here and just you know what i mean uh, that that's the only thing to kind of because uh, lord uh, knows i'm not against any everybody owning a gun you know i'll, I'll say that up front but it just kind of you know is my feeling is is it's all about the person i mean it's not really about the i mean like if you look back they were bitching about the guy with the nine millimeter on the subway train i don't know if you remember that but that was something that I got in some heated arguments about and uh, how all it takes is a little bit of gasoline. It's not. Yeah, you're right. uh, The physical things aren't, aren't what needs to be really dealt with. Are you talking about, are you talking about the guy in the subway that, that uh, shot like four people that, that, cause they tried to mug him. No, there was another. Yeah. That's it. Bernard gets. Yeah. No, not him. There was another guy. There was a black guy that, that lost his mind in, in DC. I think. I remember Getz, but this was a guy that went out and, and his his purpose was to kill people. And I was thinking, you know, if this guy would have had a gallon of gasoline, he'd have been a lot more effective. I mean, that sounds bad, but I'm I'm just saying, you know, it's that because everybody was coming down on gun control when that happened. Did he yeah. get us? I can't remember. I can't remember what happened to him, and. uh he really lost his mind. He, he like started executing people, but he got like, I think he got five or six people. I can't really remember. And it was a nine millimeter. So he didn't kill a whole lot of them. I think he was freaking out in court too. If, I, if I'm not wrong. I, I think I remember that too. I think he was freaking out, but I, I was, when I was 
dealing with that argument with people, I was like, what if he would have had a milk jug full of gas and he would have just walked through the two cars and he'd have got everybody. Yeah. I mean, it goes back to state of mind, you know, everybody wants to be against anti-gun, you know, and it, it, the thing is, if you make guns illegal, only the criminals will have them. So, uh, I kind of agree with the Texas, uh, idea of if everybody has a gun, it's going to be a lot safer because if, if so, you're a bad guy and you're robbing people and you know, Hey, everybody here predominantly carries a gun. I don't think I'm going to rob anybody here. There's not a whole lot of crimes that are committed, especially homicides with registered weapons anyway. Exactly. Most of them are, I mean, hell, you look at, uh, what's his name? Plexico Burris. When he went to New York, when he shot himself, now, this is a professional athlete. He makes how many millions of dollars, but he you know, he gets an unregistered handgun, sticks it in his pants, and shoots himself. And you I, I mean, I commented on your show when you talked about that. That guy that guy just totally ticks me off there because you have to be one hundred percent Neanderthal idiot to shoot yourself in the leg with a semi automatic pistol. You have to set yourself up so far to the stupid side to be able to do that. It's unbelievable. Oh yeah, I know. But my, my question is you have the money, you have the means to go out and buy whatever you want legally. You know what I mean? He could have went down to any sporting goods store, bought him his own nine millimeter pistol, had it registered and been totally legal with it in New York. Yeah. You could he, you could still legally buy them in New York. Yeah, but know? I don't know. I don't think answer. I don't think that, that I don't think that they allow carry permits. I mean, but right. at least that that's one less charge he would have got. You know what I mean? He he, he got charged. He, he could have hired somebody. He could have hired somebody that was registered to carry one. He could have hired us. He could have had twenty security guards that were allowed to have them. Absolutely. That's right. All right. See how see how I take the thing like kind of off on a <laughs> left You're turn. Right. He would have saved himself a lot of trouble if he if he thought it was, it's not like he couldn't afford it. <laughs> no, but then again, he could take police with him and then get charged with rape. So that really doesn't matter. This is true. This is true. That, that's the wrong athlete. That's the uh, that's uh, that was Ben Roethlisberger. Yeah. Oh, I knew you were going to say that. I knew this was going to go to that. I just knew it because that's all I kept thinking about. You could have bought whatever you wanted. Exactly. Yeah. Hey, what are your thoughts about that? That's another thing. <laughs> I gave up on him. The, the, my thoughts about Ben is that they should have got rid of him on draft day. And There's, you know, a, there's a big post on my blog, birdseyeview.wordpress.com. That ticked me off. <laughs> All right, let's get going on. Next story. <laughs> Speaking of guns and robberies, Mitch has a story for us. Okay. This Columbus, uh, Ohio woman. Uh, authorities in Ohio said a woman tr- tried to rob a bank with a note and then attempted to eat the note. Uh, she saw a uniformed officer in the line behind her, and it was an FBI agent. Uh, so the FBI agent uh, said the woman wanted to, was wearing sunglasses and, and handed the teller a note. Um, 
I'm sorry. I, I, can't, I can't read my words. Anyway, um, so, so basically she, uh, she saw the FBI agent first, and she, she started running out the store. I mean, at the bank. And uh, so the FBI agent went after her, and she started eating the, the, the note she was going to give the teller. Uh, and she spit it up. So, so she, she got arrested. The FBI agent went after her. And uh, I don't know. It's just very strange. Why would you... Uh, she she might have got away with it if she didn't you know, run out, run out, run out of the bank, but uh, she got arrested. Well, that's what happens. You get nervous. You don't know what to do with yourself. Well, I mean, yeah. <laughs> it's one of them things where you you're kind of like there wasn't real, and, and you usually find this with uh, people that decide they're going to rob banks. There's not a lot of forethought into it. You know what I mean? They normally roll in and go, you know what? They, they have this idea at home. I'm going to rob the bank. So then they go and they, they write their note and they, they go in and they don't think of any contingency plans. Like what happens if, well, let's do this one. What happens if there's an FBI guy right behind me? You know what I mean? It's, yeah, pr- prisons are full of stupid criminals. I mean, if that wouldn't have happened, he probably would have ran out in the guy driving the getaway car would have been asleep or wouldn't have been there yeah i mean there were, we did a story a while back about that i mean that was real long ago where the uh getaway driver basically left the guy remember that cory yeah i do that, remember. i don't remember that, the exact story but i do remember that that was a long time that's when we were still doing the show with uh preston and um uh what's his name charlie charlie yeah when we were doing the show with those guys, I mean, that's how long ago that was. God, I have no idea what episode that is. Yeah, it's like one. You're gonna have to go back and listen to episodes one through seven. <laughs> I'm actually trying to look at it right now, but anyway, keep going. Who? I don't know. You're talking, so keep talking. Oh no, I mean, like Hutch said, the, the prisons aren't filled with with rocket scientists. You know, uh, they, they don't get into prison because they're they're fucking geniuses. They get there because they're stupid. You know, they get there because they're all innocent. Yeah, I'm granted there, there isn't a guilty person in prison. A lot of more drug addicts. I mean, that's just a fact. Apparently, there's a fire going on. That would be real good set to my next. <laughs> Unfortunately, that's not the way the show is set up. <laughs> you know, I don't I don't have my. Uh, my studio here completely soundproof yet, so uh, you, you get. Oh, is that those. you? Yeah, that was me. Ah, who gives a shit? <laughs> no, seriously, who gives a shit? Come well, no, I, I think it's great that we're talking about the, uh, you know, about a bank robbery and sirens are going off. So that's always a plus. It definitely is. All right. So speaking of eating, this next story caught my attention, and I know Mitch had seen the story. Hold on too. a second. Speaking yeah. of eating, I, I don't think anybody said a word about eating. Well, she ate a note. Oh, okay. Okay. Anyway, speaking of Columbus, Ohio, ironically, this next story comes from Columbus. Apparently, uh, White Castle, if anybody who hasn't li- doesn't live in this part of the country, they're famous for those little little burgers. They call them sliders. You got onions on them, you know, cheese. You find them pretty much in the grocery store if you don't live, you know, in this part of the country. Anyway, they're uh, they're going to introduce a candle that smells like the burger. 
The, the candle's going to cost $10, and of course the proceeds are going to go to Help Autism Speaks, which is a, a foundation to help autistic children and adults. Well, so that scares me. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it's nice that the, the, it's going to give money to you know autism and, and whatnot, and I, I don't want it to sound cold and callous. But I can only imagine what that camera, what that candle would smell like, you know, a, a greasy oniony burger. Mmm. Well, that's what I was thinking too. Is like this: if you, if you, anyone's ever smelled one of these burgers, they're not the most pleasant odors in the world. No, and I mean, and it's one thing to to, you know, how how long does it take you to eat the thing? You know, two minutes or whatever. I mean, they're they're, they're sliders. You, you could right. probably eat one whole. But the problem is, you know. Would would you want your whole house to smell like that for any length of time? I don't like the way the house smells when I cook burgers. <laughs> exactly. Hey, that, that greasy and these are the oniony burgers. Yeah, hamburgers. these are going to smell worse than what it would be like if we actually cooked a burger in the house. And that- now I I do have to add that White Castle rocks. Yeah, some people are going to like it, like like that smell regardless. But but here's the thing, though. It's like I saw this. I'm, I'm laughing like, oh, hell no. But it's like it's going to help, you know, an aut- aut- autistic people. So I'm like, OK, you know, I buy one just for that. Yeah, but I, I'd give it to them. You know, here, here's the 10 bucks. I want the candle and, and send it to the autistic people. Then I almost that, that's I almost when they'll start speaking because they'll be bitching about the smell of the damn candle. <laughs> that's fucked up. I, I almost want to buy one just to just to burn it, just to see what it would smell like. I'd probably vomit from the scent. There, there's, you know, there's certain people that are into candles, and and I'm not going to belittle them, but <laughs> the, you know, you go into some of these people's houses, you know, and they attend these candle parties, and they they buy these candles that are, you know, thirty dollars for a freaking candle that's, you know, sixteen pounds. I mean, it's just enormous. Those damn Yankee candles. That yeah, it, 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 yeah, and they're crazy big. Mm-hmm. And they stink like hell before you light them. You know, like I, if I walk through a, uh, you know, through the mall and they have, you know, the candle shops and whatnot, mm-hmm. it gags me. I mean, I'm very close to vomiting on the spot. It's like, oh, my God, there's just it, it's almost like sensory overload. You know, there's just so many different scents just bombarding your bo- your your nose that it's just terrible. Well, yeah. I, I gotta say, I gotta say that I have a lot of candles. I'm, I'm kind of on a, a weird situation. I smoke. Are you actually a woman? This, no, I smoke. <laughs> I'm a smoker. I'm a smoker that can't stand the smell of cigarette smoke in my house. So I have candles, and any candle that smells like any kind of food just turns me off. You know what I mean? I like, I like scents that are like, get rid of the cigarette smoke. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with burning a candle in the house. I mean, you get you get these really flowery, stinky ones. Yeah, I don't want that shit. But I'm not going to spend an arm and a leg on a candle just just so I can have a nice smell. Well, no, the the bad or, part or is or when apple. when they have four or five different scents in the same room. Mm. You know, that's what I'm talking about. I mean, if, if you have like apple scented candles or whatever in one room and they're all apple, that's not that bad. But when you got and, and I can't even name camera sense you know but then you have the white castle candle and you have a a uh you know apple candle and a peppermint candle and whatever 
that would just me or like the fudge brownie or something like that. It's like, no, don't like the fudge brownie. That, dude, that would just make me hungry. I'd be just sitting there all the time going, man, I'd, I could really go for some brownies. You'd probably be eating the damn candle. Yeah. Where's that <laughs> smell coming from? Why do I holy? Why is it when I go to Hutch's house, I have cravings for brownies? <laughs> no, I have the I have the Keystone Light candles. <laughs> yeah, I go to Hutch's house, I just got to drink beer. Oh. Yeah, you don't even need to light them. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to be the one that's lit, right? <laughs> there you go. <laughs> All right, let's move on here. We got a story from overseas now. Uh, Hutch has got a story about South Korea. Beep, beep. This comes from MSNBC.com. And uh, it's kind of interesting because I lived in South Korea for more than a year. State Stations so, or lived? I was living when I was stationed there. Well, okay. So you were state. I just was wondering if you actually went over there and volunteered to live there on your own accord. No, I'll go to South Korea on purpose. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. South Korean driver earns license on 960th try. This comes from Seoul, South Korea. A South Korean woman who earned a driver's license after 960 tries is ready to buy a car and get behind the wheel. Yonhap News Agency reported Thursday that 69-year-old Cha Sa Soon passed the driving part of the test last month on her 10th try. South Korea requires a written test first, and Cha took it nearly daily since April 2005 before passing last year. Yon Hap, I think she passed me on the way down here. Yon Hap quoted her as saying she wanted to buy a small secondhand car to visit her son and daughter and for her business selling vegetables. Repeated calls seeking comment from her went unanswered. Officials at the driver's license agency in Jeonju, 130 miles south of Seoul, were not available for comment. Beep, beep. My question is, well, I guess I have two. One is... How difficult is the test? And two is how dumb is she? I mean, probably all of the above. It's probably real difficult. And she, uh, I don't know if, if you've ever been there, uh, it's developing very rapidly. But when I was there and this is quite a while ago, I mean, I was there in the mid eighties. Uh, they had the, the, the primary means of transportation besides public transportation was rototillers, imagine a rototiller, a rear tine rototiller with no tines, just the two drive wheels and the two handlebars. Uh And they would hook that up to a wagon, just a wooden wagon, and they would sit on the wagon. And these things could max out at about maybe 10 miles an hour if they were going downhill. And that's what they would drive around. And I'd be coming down the road, the the highways are good, I'd be coming down the road in a 27-ton track vehicle that could go about 40 and i'd see these guys coming and it was like oh man i gotta get over i finally had to put a mirror a side mirror on my track just to get out of their way because they were uh moving so slow so anyway they've come a long way but it's going to take a while for the culture to well, catch up i well, think you know it's funny though and, and this is more for the geeky people that listen to the show south korea is one of the uh has one of the fastest internet bandwidth speeds on the planet you know and and i think that i think i just think that that's what's funny is you know the fact that you know you're you know you were there and they can't drive and they're slow to adopt that kind of technology but something like internet speed 
they're one of the fastest on the planet. I don't want to say they can't drive. A lot of them can drive, and they're and the the people there are brilliant. But there's a difference between the urban and the rural. You know what I mean? You you really have some uh, some villages and things that are are not really up in the 21st century. But in Seoul, they got everything we have. I mean, they're there. We did that for them. Absolutely. I mean, if you look at a an overhead picture at night, it's kind of like Canada in here. If you look at an overhead picture at night uh, that shows the entire peninsula, you can see where the where everything is thriving. In the south, it's all lit up, and it's uh, caveman land in the north. Yeah, that's because Kim Jong-il's using all that money that he's saving on electricity to buy nuclear weapons. Yeah, that and uh, White Castle candles. <laughs> maybe, maybe he'll be nice to us if we send him some White Castle candles. Here's a question. Um, this lady's 69. How many more years, years is she going to have left to drive? I mean, you know. Well, they live to 300 over there. Yeah. Because <laughs> all they eat is stinking vegetables. That and rice. I mean, you, you well, can tell and the dogs. between the – Yeah. You can tell the difference between the urban ones and the rural ones because all the older women uh, from the rural parts of the uh, country, they all – walk hunched over uh, literally because they they pick rice by hand each little grain or however they do it tell, tell me this hutch now um do you see a lot of overweight people there no there's not a whole lot of overweight people in a lot of countries like that, that why do you live we, we, then well you know why they're not overweight because they can't pass the damn driving tests over there they have to walk <laughs> apparently they make it that that difficult that i mean that's dedication though to, to take the, the driver's test every day but for he, five years. Here's the thing, though, which you I know this is South Korea, apples and oranges, but they're allowing her to take it every day. You would think that if you fail it, there should be some sort of, you know, uh, period where you can't take it again, like a one week period or one month. Well, period that's or the something. way it is in Pennsylvania. If you take yeah, it, yeah. You, you can you can take it again the next day. And if you fail it the next day, you got to wait a month. Yeah. But could you imagine going in five days a week? Monday through Friday, spending, what, 10 minutes, 15 minutes on this test and failing every day for five years. It no, would be rough. I, you know, there comes a point where you go, you know, this just wasn't meant to be. Well, that's, when, that's when the country has to get involved and say, sorry, you're too stupid to drive. Well, I guess that's basically what they did for the last five years. <laughs> now they're letting her drive. Oh, you're 69? Yeah, okay, we'll let you drive now. And well, they're going to take her license when she's seventy, so it doesn't matter. Yeah, that's probably there's probably a cutoff anyway. I'm just curious to see how quickly it is before she gets some sort of speeding ticket or into an accident or something. Well, Barb in the, the chat room the, says that it, where she is, they have to pay to take the test, and it's about fifty bucks. Jesus! Wow. So maybe that's the trade-off. You can take it as many times as you want. You're going to have to pay every time you want to take it. Coming to a city near you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That, sorry, that would be fifteen hundred bucks a month. Yeah, I don't know. That culture has a lot more respect for their elderly than than we ever did. Yeah, well, but not, they shouldn't have respect for the stupid. Yeah. No, I know. But I I'm have all kinds of respect for the elderly. I have no respect for for dumb. That's <laughs> true. Me too. Obviously, she didn't try to study or anything. Well, I've averages. She's going to get the same test more than once a month. You know. Yeah. So it's like you're going to have to get it right sooner or later. Oh, uh, the thing was, uh, 
you didn't mention that she was blind, though. That's probably why she failed the test. <laughs> it's, 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 it does, the story doesn't say that, obviously, but there's got to be something. I mean, it really does. I don't really maybe, know. Maybe it got mixed up in the translation. Who knows? <laughs> I just thought it was funny. <laughs> That's a lot of times. Well, let's move on. Going from stupid people in South Korea to, I thought I would never say this, stupid people in Canada. Yeah. Th- this story, uh, when I submitted it, I had to check twice. I said, this ought to be in Florida. I thought it was. But no, uh, unfortunately, it's in it's in Calgary, Canada. It says, a man was flown to the hospital in critical condition Sunday after receiving a severe electric shock while launching model rockets on uh, east of Calgary. Shortly before 10 a.m., emergency crews from uh, Strathmore were called to an area north of the town where the group were launching model rockets. When one of the rockets became stuck in a power line, a 48-year-old man from Calgary tried to retrieve it and was zapped said Kevin Link, spokesman for Wheatland EMS. He set up a 24-foot ladder, climbed up to retrieve it, and tried to knock the rocket out of the pole, uh, or knock the rocket out with a pole or a stick, and got electrocuted and fell to the ground. Uh, Whether he touched the line or the pole touched the line or the electricity arced, they're not sure, but he was electrocuted. When paramedics arrived, the man was in cardiac arrest and bystanders were giving him CPR. Uh, he was revived and taken to the hospital in Strathmore by a ground ambulance before being flown to the foothills by STARS. I guess that's their uh, helicopter ambulance. In critical condition with life-threatening injuries. Uh, Link said he, the incident was another reminder of people to avoid, electric- <laughs> avoid activity around power lines. You want to stay away from the power lines. It's common sense when we, that we learn as a child. Link said the man was not known to the other people in the group. A second man was injured in the incident, but treated at the hospital in Strathmore uh, before being released. Also Sunday, Stars flew a 26-year-old man to the Foothills Hospital in stable condition after a motorcycle accident. Why, why that's pertinent to the story, I have no idea. <laughs> just because. It just, come on. I mean. Maybe they're trying to justify having this freaking helicopter. Yeah, might as well. So it was used twice the same day. (laughs) Yeah, the medevac helicopters can't be cheap. I I know that that here, if you get picked up in one, it's like forty five grand. And and but they do, but they do give you a flight suit after the fact. So that that's always nice. Oh, whoop de doo! Let's almost die, and uh, we get a flight suit. It's just. It's just a, a Tom in the chat room says Resident Evil Stars. If anyone knows the Resident Evil series of video games and movies, that's that's what Stars is a reference to. But no, probably the helicopters he's well, talking about. Well, you know what? Seeing as you brought that up, I was thinking about this today. What's that? I was watching. Um, I was watching TV, and a commercial came on for Prince of Persia. You know right. the the movie that's based on the video games. Now. Tom just brought up Resident Evil, which was a video game first and then became a movie. Now, it used to be the other way around. You know, they'd make a movie and then there'd be a video game of it. This is like the polar opposite where they're making uh, video games like, well, let's see. There was Resident Evil. There's uh, Prince of Persia, Doom. The one with Rock. Yeah, Doom. Um, I mean, it's and in fact, there was a Halo in the making. I don't know if that's uh, done. Um, but you know, it, it's just amazing. It's, it's almost like they're running out of ideas, 
You know, it, it's nobody has uh, has become what's the word? You, you know, it's like the, they lost the talent or the ambition. It's just so easy for them to regurgitate something and say, okay, well, we'll just steal the storyline from you know this video game and we'll make a movie of it. Yeah, I mean that's all it is. It's like they don't really want to think, so they just you know they just steal an idea someone else had and, and throw it on film. Yeah, I mean, and, and they're doing it more and more. You know, the, you know how many Brady Bunch movies were there after the fact? Then there was a couple uh, Beverly Hillbillies. Uh, you know, it, it, it's ridiculous. They're taking these old TV shows that were, you know, they were classic TV shows, and, and it's. Uh, and it's not like they even do them justice. You know, it's basically a parody of the thing. You don't think Star Trek's were good? Some of those Star Trek, they, I, I like them all. I'm a, I'm no, the, Star- the, the Star Trek stuff is different because, like, the initial, the original cast played in a lot of them, right, you know, right. um, and they stuck to the storylines where, you know, the Beverly Hillbillies movie was, that was crap. You know, the. the it, they did do a lot of crap. I mean, uh, uh, the girl cops. What's her uh, Farrah Fawcett? What was the show uh, she was Charlie's in? Angels? Yeah, I mean that that wasn't. I think they made two of them. They, yeah, they made two yeah. of them. Well, I mean, when you got hot chicks half naked, you know, you can it show that. Yeah, that that's the key. Yeah. But you know, is it just me or is? I mean, you look at NBC right now, right after the, the debacle with between Leno and Conan O'Brien and all that stuff. You know, that that basically occurred because of the fact that they didn't want to pay. They said that they didn't want to pay for um, people to, you know, for a show like Law and Order or whatever, because it cost them so much money to make. You know, they could have a talk show on every night, you know, from 10 to 11. And that's the slot they put Leno in so that they didn't have to pay for it. You know, is do you think that that's the case that the television, you know, because the shows are becoming so expensive to make that they don't want to do it or that's why reality shows because they're cheaper. Yeah. Or is it the fact that they just don't have any way, you know, anybody coming up with good ideas? I mean, really how many good shows on are on now? I mean, you look at like house house is a great show and the writing on house is phenomenal. Um, like 24, they they just lost 24 because it costs too much to make it. You know, they're going to, they're going to end up cranking out a movie, you know, and they'll, they'll make some more money off of it. But, you it's know, very good shows on TV. Well, I don't even own a DVR. When I moved into the apartment, I didn't even get a DVR because there's nothing really worth recording anymore. And I don't want to spend that extra money a month just to record crap. Yeah. Well, it used to be too, that, you had to have a DVR or a VCR or whatever because there was two good shows on at the same time and you had to choose. I'll watch this one and I'll record this one. Now that's not the case. You, I mean, I have a DVR and you know what I use it for? I'll start recording something and go do some shit for a little bit, come back in and I can watch the show without having, you know, and I can skip the commercials. Fast forward a commercial. Yep. I mean, that's the only reason I use a DVR now because it's not like, you know, there's, a, a bunch of shows on simultaneously that I want to watch. I do want to give a shout out for a new show though. If you get What's a that? chance, Pawn Sh- Pawn Stars. Check it out. Porn? It's on Pawn Stars. Oh. It's not porn. <laughs> that's that's okay. a different show. Pawn Stars, <laughs> it's about a pawn shop in Vegas and it's really funny. 
The, I mean, and it's kind of, and they have it on the History Channel. And it, it, some of the stuff that they get is very historic, and it makes you go, "Hey, that's pretty cool," you know. And then people, I mean, it's the crazy shit that people try and sell, you know. When they got the kid working there, the young kid, or the young guy. Yeah, there's the young guy, and then there's the one that's like, uh, what's his Chumley? He's borderline retarded. Yeah, yeah. And, and I mean, it's a great show. I gotta check it out. See if you have Comcast on demand. They, I mean, I have the DVR, but I have Comcast on demand too. They have a lot of shows that you can watch anyway. I mean, you don't even have to record it. You just go see not, not every show, but they have a lot of them that they just go on demand and see what show you want from whatever date. And, yeah, it, it took uh, me a long time to get rid of Comcast. Um, right. Yeah, because I I hate them. I hate everything about them. Uh, you know. It, and I'm not going to get into that right now, but I, I did everything in my power to get them out of my home, and I, I, I refuse to let them back. What do you want, Fios? No, not yet. Uh, Hutch got Fios, the bastard that he is. And That's it, awesome. But mm-hmm. they, they don't offer it in the city because I'm in the city, and uh, there, there was some kind of crazy deal that was made with Comcast a, a long mm-hmm. time ago, and it was like a no-compete clause and – Etc. So they, they finally start are starting to let FiOS in, and uh, as soon as it's available to me, I will have it. But right now, I I have DirecTV that I'm very happy with. Okay, so I, no, I enough have, of TV. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. I don't give a shit. Hey guys, what channel do you have on? Hey, let's all put on Twister. It's on TBS right now. <laughs> no, but FiOS does rule when you have a. Uh, top-notch yeah. podcast you have to have that ability to get everything uploaded and whatnot you know what i mean I, I, i'm not on fios so i, I don't uh, know what to talk about what top what top <laughs> yeah but hey ward i am in the city <laughs> Corey's on dollar no, you but i no i thought you were in um aren't you in a sub like a suburb outside the city no, no sir because i know like mont levin got it like three years ago I'm right on the border. I'm on the southern border of the city of Pittsburgh in Brookline. Okay. Well, I live dead in the middle of the freaking city, and I don't got shit. I'm in the middle of the I know. Go ahead, Corey. Take it over. All right. That's enough. Shut the fuck up. Everybody from Pennsylvania, (laughs) shut up. (laughs) Okay. Anyway, let's get on. Last story, but if you guys forgot, like an hour ago, we were talking about Canada. The next story, believe it or not, is from our favorite state in the country. Our favorite state in the country? Yeah, Florida. Take it away there, Mitch. Okay, this happened in Seminole, Florida. A man was charged with stealing the helmet of a firefighter. He responded to his friend to help his friend. The sheriff's office reported that Seminole Fire Rescue Fighters firefighters responded to treat an ill person Sunday morning. While rescue workers were inside the home treating the sick per- person, Authorities said a 21-year-old man got into the unlocked cab of the fire truck and took the helmet. The firefighter noticed that his helmet, worth about $500, was missing several hours hours later. Deputies were able to trace it back to the man. He was charged with grand theft burglary of an unoccupied vehicle in possession of a controlled substance. He was being held for a $7,000 bail. So what it is, this guy called up because his friend was sick or something, and he's the one, the way I understand, he's the one that went in and stole the uh, helmet. Asshole. Yeah, I mean, I mean, uh, I just don't understand. uh, People are stupid. I mean, why would you do something like that? Uh, Well, he had possession of a controlled substance, so 
Not, I bet you anything he was going to sell the helmet for a few bucks just so he can get some crack or something. Good point. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure there's a huge market for fire helmets. <laughs> Either that or, or you got to understand that when you start getting out of the – where was this? What, what part of town? South Florida. Of, yeah. is, is that a fairly urban place or is that – No, it's rural? pretty big. Not, it's, it's, a, it's a pretty big area. It's a it's city. I guess, Okay. I guess my point is when you get to the volunteer firefighter culture, which I was involved with myself, uh, some of these people have no other life than that. And if you're talking $400 – that means it was a leather helmet. Believe it or not, the most coveted helmets in the fire service are made out of leather. And they're really? uh, modeled. Yeah, they're modeled after the New York City. No. Uh, but they're, they're the old kind, you know, not the ones you see now uh, with the, they're no. just like a helmet. These have the long thing that comes off the back and they're, they're really made out of leather and they're expensive. So well, it was probably is a it, wax problem like that. Is it like plastic? You know, like the plastic helmet with leather stretched over top of it, or is it? No, is the, the whole thing's made? Leather. Wow. Yeah, well, that's the the real coveted helmets, the real good ones, the ones that the guys get that are like so devoted to it, they go out and spend their own money. They buy the leather helmets. Well, I I know for a fact that in Florida, there's no volunteer fire department. It's all you know, city, county, whatever run. No, that's not true. Florida's not 100 percent paid. Well. Well, where we live, Seminoles, where I live, Tampa, St. Pete, all that area, I've never seen a volunteer fire department. Okay. Well, I mean, like if you're in an urban area and there's a tax base right. that can support it, then, then, then you'll have a paid system. But I'll, I'll tell you, in Pennsylvania and, uh, and all the states surrounding Pennsylvania, but Pennsylvania in particular, oh, definitely, 98% of firefighters are volunteer. 98%. Really? I, I believe That's it. That's fact. I believe a lot. I think almost all of them around here are, are volunteer. I don't think there's actually any that are, you know, run by the city or county. And well, some the, some municipalities have uh, a situation where they, like for instance, when I lived in Lebanon County, which is in central Pennsylvania, outside of Harrisburg, they Lebanon City, and that, this was the only uh, municipality within Lebanon County that had any paid people, paid their drivers. So they had like four stations in the city. So four guys, 24-7, were on the payroll, but the rest of the crews were volunteer. Yeah, well, I mean, if you think about it, I mean, from a purely um, accounting standpoint, if you were the mayor of a city, it would make more sense for you to, to utilize something like a volunteer fire department because then the city doesn't have to pay for the insurance on them, their salaries, you know, that kind of thing. Um, but at the, I mean, at the same time, you know, like for example, um, right around here, Homestead is its own city with basically city within a city. And they have uh, a very limited police department. So I think they have like four or five cars. Um, and all their fire prevention is, or, you know, um, I don't want to say fire prevention, but their firefighters are all uh, volunteer. You can see not to uh, put the entire Pittsburgh light on it, Ward, but the fire department is killing Pittsburgh. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, because the it's, you, you got 
the unions involved and the unions are putting pressure to make for these guys to make more money. And and, and don't get me wrong, Hutch. Um, I I think that these guys are worth every dime that they get, you know, because that they go running into burning buildings. I I have nothing but respect for these guys. I but have a, I have I have a nephew in Pueblo, Colorado. Uh, he's a he's a fireman and uh, there is a good story too. He uh. He made the papers. He saved a cat, <laughs> but and, uh, but they made. I mean, he, uh, he gave him um, uh, what do you call uh, artificial resuscitation? Not, not he didn't breathe into him. He, CPR. He, 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 yeah, yeah, but it, well, he did it with uh, some like uh, an air thing or something like that. And he brought the cat back, but it was you know, a nice little story. He got a, a nice pat on the back. But Ward, I have to respectfully disagree with you. I th- I think that there, it's a worthy profession and it needs to be done. But I think yeah. there comes a time where you have to balance the bank book and the payouts. I mean, it, it's it's out of control in our city. Oh I mean, no, Hutch, I, I'm not arguing with you. I'm I'm definitely not arguing with you, and I I see where you're coming from. Um, but you, you you know the the problem is that the the firefighters union is entrenched so deep. And, Absolutely, and, 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 and that's and, how and you, that's the issue. The argument. You're right. And and when you get the argument, you cannot have an intelligent conversation or debate about it without the union thugs screaming that you want to let old people burn down. Yeah. You know, and that's the hard part. There's no intelligent, you know, uh, negotiations that go on. The fire chief in the city, and this happens in a lot of cities, not just ours, but the fire chief and the public safety director and the mayor cannot fire a firefighter for any reason. Oh, and yeah. that's ridiculous. It's paid or volunteer? No, that's, that's, no, that, that, no that's, that's well paid. Yeah, it's well paid city. So they, they ba- the difference between uh, uh, the, the city firefighters and the volunteers is the city guys sit in the firehouse and they wait to be called. Whereas the volunteers are, you know, they, do, they go about their own way and then when the horn goes off, they respond. And they don't always do as well as the city guys who are top notch at their profession. There is none better. I mean, there's New York and whatever, but our, our firefighters are excellent. Yeah. But that I, has that, got to live within our means. Yeah. I, and I totally agree with you. I'm, I, I was, wasn't arguing that point. I mean, all I was trying to say was, you know, these guys risk their lives as part of their job and, and they deserve to be, you know, compensated. But you're absolutely right that because the, the unions are so, uh, so deeply involved that it becomes a huge problem. And that's not just the city of Pittsburgh firefighters. That's across the nation. You know, the, there's just so many, uh, so many times. I mean, that's, what's killing this country. You know, we, we can't afford to, to have manufacturing anymore because the unions got in and beat people up until the point, you know, that, you know, in Detroit, for a guy to put lug nuts on a car, he's making forty dollars an hour. How the hell can you sustain that? Yeah, I mean, and it's not just firefighters; it's it's all public sector union employees. I mean, all you have to do is turn the television on, and you can see the end results happening in Athens right now in Greece. Well, there's well, not a, there's not there's not enough money to pay them. The unions aren't what they used to be, especially Teamsters. You know, uh, the trucking company. I mean. You know, I work uh, for a company, and you know, we load trucks and unload trucks, and they, uh, we never see hardly any union companies anymore at all. Very, 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 very few. 
I think that's because the majority of the unions now are in the public sector. Yeah, well, that's part of it too. And the at the other at the I mean the the unions are like a dinosaur, right? At one time they were they were needed, and, and I'll be the first one to say that you know because there there were trucking companies that were taking advantage of drivers, making them you know drive crazy hours you know, with no sleep and et cetera, et cetera. And, and the union stepped in and said, you're going to pay them a decent wage. You're going to, you know, and, and I, I totally agree with that, you know, but there comes that, a point that, uh, where that's done, that these guys are making good money. You don't need the union anymore because all the union's doing is putting, you know, it, it, it's like these football players that go, well, the, the owner of the team makes so much money. I should be making so much money. No, you're not. You're not the owner. the 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 idea behind having a business is to make money. Now, the if I pay you a fair wage, and I make a thousand, you know, a million dollars more than you, that's because it's my business. You're making a fa- you're making a fair wage. You know, you know what I'm saying. Right. You see, you're 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 against unions. I gather. I, I, well, their time has come and gone, yeah. and now they're straggling our economy. And we I mean, have I'm to not, we have to look out. We got to look out for the economy. And right now, the the unions are clearly choking off the lifeblood of capitalism in the United States. But I'll tell you what, and I'm not a, a union guy. I never worked for a union, but and and I drove a truck a little bit part time. But it, it seems like over the years, um, you know, I've been with my company for it'll be 36 years in uh, July. Yeah, we used to have like three, three eight-hour shifts, and we sold out several times. But now, we we got like ten-hour shift, twelve-hour shifts. They, you know, they make it overtime. You know, it's mandatory. They would have never done this with the original owners. But it's it's not just my company; it's a lot of companies. I mean, how can you work you know twelve-hour shifts three days in a row for? I mean, so, so I don't know where something happened along the line. I mean, they're they're, they're killing the American labor worker. Well, they're shipping a lot of the jobs away. I mean, we used to be a huge, especially in the city of Pittsburgh, we were a huge, the number one producer of steel in this country. Mm -hmm. And now, I mean, everything's bought overseas. You know, you go down south, the south used to be huge with the textile mills. They're gone. You know, I mean, we really don't produce. We've been steadily de-industrializing since 1945, and it's just now coming to the point where, I mean, I don't know where we're going to go from here. We got to figure something out. But my my point is, what we do have here, they're making you you know work so many hours a, a week, and uh, you know it's uh, I'm not sure that's the uh, you know they don't want they don't want to hire more people. Then you got to pay for benefits and whatnot. And I don't know. I think, I just think they they work people too much not every company but a lot of them do okay last story of the night <laughs> well okay and what do you have to say about that Corey? i'm just letting you guys talk i'm chatting in the chat room here at averagejoso.com okay you 60 or 80 hours a week too right no i work i work 40 hours a week good for you because they don't let me work anymore that's the way they are and I wouldn't work anymore anyway because, you know, these big companies, you don't make it anywhere. The harder you work, the more they're going to drain you dry. I guess I got I to I gotta throw one more thing in, Mitch, and, and, and I guess this is uh, – I don't have a problem with workers organizing and, and 
if you had an honest union. But right now, if you look at the unions that we have, the big labor unions in the United States, and you look at where their money goes and what they've done, it's not the union guy I have a problem with or the local. It's the national leaders and what they're doing and where they want to go. And when you follow the money there, then you'll see what I'm talking about. It, it, it's poison. Yeah. Well, I'm, not a, I'm not a union guy. I'm not, not pro-union, but uh, I'm just saying that this, the, the, these companies, these owners, they just, they just work it to death. They don't want to hire more people. And they, uh, if I'm you look at SEIU and UAW, UAW is probably one of the better ones. But you look at the AFL-CIO, these guys are all from here. They're from this area, right where I'm sitting. And uh, they're bad guys, man. Yeah, be, be, and they're not, and they're not looking out for you. <laughs> no, Jimmy. Well, yeah, the half of the whole nine yards. It's all the same thing. When when Hoffa first created the union, it was a good thing. He helped the truckers, and you know, and that was a good thing. Where it becomes a bad thing is because okay, I'm paying dues, and I'm not in the union. I'm not going to pretend that I am. But if I'm in the union, I'm paying dues. To And it's supposed to be going into a war chest so that when we go on strike, I'm going to get money. Right. You know, they're going to pay me money. But they don't pay you shit. No. You're paying no. them money to put you out of work, which makes no sense. And you know, the money was all going into the central state's pension fund that the mob controlled that freaking set up Las Vegas so they could skim that. Yeah. Yep. Uh, it, the, the, the days of the needed union are long since gone. You know, I mean, if you're in the federal government, you know, if you if you get a job like in the uh, post office, everybody knows once you get in the post office, if you're there past your trial trial phase, it takes an act of Congress to fire you. And it, it does. just doesn't happen. The union is only good for the people that don't want to work at the post office. Yeah. Really? If you work hard, they treat you like shit and they want more out of you. If you don't work at all. You just say, hey, I'm going to use the union against you. And they go, okay, okay. Do whatever you want. All right. Enough about unions. We all know where that story is. We could go on for days about it. All right. Last story of the night, sex story. Of course, Corey's going to talk about some sex. <laughs> What's that? Oh, never mind. That's when a man and a woman. I know, just, let me get the hot dog and donut out. And let me show you. <laughs> I want my wife to listen to this. No, no. Go, go, go. <laughs> all right. So I was humping this. Okay. Last story. The uh, story takes place in Texas. 26-year-old woman, apparently common-law husband, so apparently they have common law there. She was upset with his, his poor performance in bed, so she allegedly took a pair of scissors and decided to stab the man. Begin to slash him with the scissors is what it says, quote-unquote. Uh, superficial cuts on his leg, chest, hands. She was arrested for aggravated assault, felony, and booked in the jail, and she's got a beautiful... Beautiful mugshot at AverageJoeShow.com. Check it out. She is just smiling it up. Oh, yeah. She's happy as a clam. Um, you know, oh, that's the story I wanted to bring up. Did, did you see the thing with Lawrence Taylor? Yeah. Be, being, I, I saw. Being in Jersey, you know, and that's so close to New York and whatnot. He's consulting Roethlisberger. Yeah, apparently he has he has Big Ben security stuff. Um but the story is apparently um, he hooks up with this guy who's a pimp and tells him he wants this girl. The pimp negotiates with him and says, okay, I'll get you a, a girl for 300 bucks. So he says, okay, send her up. 
Well, this guy gets one of his girls who happened to be 16, tells her, you tell him you're 19. And then she goes, and, and Lawrence Taylor's trying to say, it, you know, it, it was consensual, you know, et cetera. Except in the state of New York, uh, you have to be at least 17 to con- be considered legal for having consensual sex. So, it, you know, it, it, it's one of them cases where, it, you know, Hutch can, can vouch for this. When, when you're in the military, they, uh, the UCMJ says you can't have sex with anybody under 18. And if you say, well, I asked her and she lied to me, that doesn't matter. You know, so it doesn't play. Dumbass things. Dumbass moves, because this guy, you know, he's loaded. He has money. I mean, uh, well, he was able to. He was able to post seventy five thousand dollar bond. Right. So it's it's idiotic. You know, I mean, it's not like he's nineteen or twenty years old for crying out loud. It's not like he's Lawrence Taylor and he's still playing football. You know, he he's been washed up. When when did he get it? He got into the. uh, I think he got in in nineteen ninety nine. But he has money, is what I'm saying. He's not like broke. I mean, it could he get out? I don't know. He was just on da- Dancing with the Washed Up Stars, and um, he yeah. was on. Uh, you know, he he's done some th- some things based on his name, but it, it's still those uh, diet commercials. Um, well, they dropped him. Uh, oh, I'm sure they dropped him like a hot potato. He he's done. He he's like Ben right now. You you can't get his face and put it on anything for any kind of advertising. He's, he's nuclear. You know what I mean? And it's a shame. And especially in the case of Roethlisberger, you know, he won two Super Bowls. He had the potential for being the freaking man. And he threw that all away doing stupid shit. And, you know, in, in the city of Pittsburgh, when the city of Pittsburgh starts screaming, get rid of him. When, you know, you're a two time Super Bowl champion. And the city of Pittsburgh says, "Get out of here." First, it, it, you know he could it could he could have been set up, you know. So I give him a break on that. But two times in what a year and a half or two years? I mean, yeah. And Sports Illustrated just did a story about what a you know what a jag off he is. Yeah, he didn't get set up. This guy, I'll tell you what, I anticipate booze at Heinz Field. I really do. Oh yeah, I really thought he was going to get traded on draft day. It was it was rumored. Oh, it was. I was ready to. Uh, I was ready to give up some losing seasons, no problem. Get rid of this guy. I, I, get rid I, I, of Harrison and and Reed too. They still may. Hell, me and Hutch were sending. Uh, we were on Twitter talking about that when it happened. I was like, hell, send him to to Oakland, or send him. Who was okay? It was the Rams. Rams had first round pick. I said, send him to send him to the Rams for their first two runs. You know, their first two draft picks, and call it even. I'll tell you, it was uh, the Rooney's had a chance to do something there. I really wish they would have. And like like uh, Mitch said, they they still may. But uh, well, I don't know, just bad news. We don't to, we don't need that kind of thing. No, you look what they did to San Antonio Holmes. They basically traded him for a warm six pack. You Absolutely. Know, when you I, when you let the the, the oh, I, I totally agree. It's the right thing. And when you're the, you know, you are Super Bowl MVP, and they trade you for a fifth round draft pick, that's basically telling you you ain't worth a shit. You know, you ain't, you ain't worth it to us. 
the way I tried to explain it with with Roethlisberger and 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 the Steelers, uh, the Steelers, uh, the Seattle Seahawks are a football team. The Pittsburgh Steelers are much more than that. And Ward, you know, uh, during the late seventies and and mainly it started in nineteen eighty when our city basically exploded. Uh, well, I mean, when the steel industry went to shit, uh, the only thing that pulled us out was the Pittsburgh Steelers. Oh, absolutely. The Steelers are a lifestyle. And there's not a lot of teams that have that same loyalty. As- I mean, when we, all, we all had to leave, and I know you're about the same age as I am. And when this all came to be, we were just growing up. We were getting ready to go into the workforce, and we saw our parents struggling. We saw, like, whole neighborhoods go to hell in, like, in like one or two years uh, when all the, all the businesses went down. And, but the only thing that kept our parents and, and even us going was we had this team that was, like, totally riding the wave. And, I mean, people went to all corners of the earth and planted their Steeler flags and because I did it, I mean, I had to go in the army, and but other people dealt with it in other ways. Also, also it, the uh, pirates weren't too bad back then either. They they, they won uh, several world championships back then in, in the seventies. Yeah, they won one in seventy nine. Yeah. But uh, I, I mean, it was just something. It was like everything else went to shit, but we had that one beacon that we were able to uh, to take with us. And uh, I mean. Roethlisberger doesn't measure up to Bradshaw or Lemieux. That's all I'm saying. And when he did that, he just—I mean, come on, man. You could have. Right. I, I was all. I'm at all when I watch it. I'm a Ray, uh, Ravens fan because I, I mean I live in Hanover, PA, but I'm from Baltimore. And um, I, I, I was always all. Don't hurt him, Hutch. Sorry, sorry to hear that. <laughs> hey, look, they—they they may be real good this year with all the pickups they got. They should be. And, and with Ben not playing for four or whatever games, six games or whatever. Yeah, don't worry about that. Okay, well, I think we should wrap up this week in sports here on ESPN Sports Center. It had to be done, Corey. It had to be done. Oh, come on. Three people from Pennsylvania. I'm kind of screwed here. Well, no, because even though we're from all from Pennsylvania, Hutch and I are Steeler fans, and Mitch is a Ravens fan. And, and, and as Hutch said, we do feel sorry for him. Um, great w- and a Baltimore Colt fan. Oh. Purple. Not only is not, not only do they wear purple, they used to be the Browns. <laughs> well, that's true. You know, the, you know, the Indianapolis Colts now were the Cleveland Browns of years ago. No, 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 no. You got it wrong. No, the, the, the Indianapolis Colts, Colts were the Baltimore Colts. Right. I saw Johnny Unitas play. Um, the Baltimore went to Indianapolis. Cleveland went to Baltimore, right? Right. And Johnny right. Unitas started his career in Bloomfield. That's right. In Pennsylvania. Yeah, they they, they dropped him or something. No, the Steelers cut him. Said he wasn't big enough. Right. Yeah, okay. So anyway, let's wrap up this week's show here. Uh, Okay, enough with this this week in football, even though football season is uh, just about starting. We don't need to start talking about football. Um, (laughs) Gotta love that music, though. Uh, First and foremost, before we wrap up the show, I want to thank Barb, Citizen X. uh, She's here almost all the time. Uh, <laughs> I'm trying to type and talk. She's here almost all the time. Unfortunately, she's going to be working, so we won't be able to see her on Friday night. She's been helping out tremendously, throwing the links up in the web- at the website for the people in the chat room at AverageJoeShow.com slash live. So, you know, I hope she can get back here soon because, you know, she just kicks ass. Oh, absolutely. 
as much as as much shit we talk about her, we still love her. She's still the best. I was trying to get on the show when she was coming on. She gave me uh she sent me the news that she wasn't going to be able to do the show for a while. So Barb, thanks for your uh, work in the chat room. Outstanding. So yeah, so uh, yeah, definitely, Barb. Uh, hopefully, you can get back soon if you can <clears throat> play hooky one night, or if you're off and you have a chance, just you know, show up and say hi. We're gonna miss you, but uh, or you can you can always you know get some kind of wandering illness that only afflicts you on Fridays. You know, like <coughs> I'm sick, I ain't gonna make it. <laughs> yeah, lots of. But then there'd be evidence that. against it, so you just go. Yeah, it's called a three day weekend in my book. <laughs> Yeah, that's what we all call it. Anyway, I want to thank Barb definitely, and also, you know, I want everyone to come out to the to room. And we won't be back for three weeks. So, in three weeks on Friday, nine o'clock Eastern time, go to averagejoshow.com/slash/live and be here. I want to say, Ward, as you guys were talking, we got a guy from Australia in the chat room. Awesome! Can we get him on the show? Chris Ace too. Hey, Chris, we need to get you on the show. He is actually. 12 hours ahead of us, guys. So it's he's a good, uh, he's a good guy. I, I know him. So, yeah, 10 a.m. It's 10 a.m. Saturday there. It's 10 oh, p.m. Sweet. Eastern. So, Hell yeah. yeah. That, that, that gives us another uh, another flag to put in our map. You know, Another continent conquered. Well, yeah, like we're Chris. going after another continent. We, we, got, we got England with Chris. Yeah, we Whoa. got the U.S. covered all, almost all the way across, and we're heading to Australia. Yeah. Dude, Dude, come on, Chris. He's Chris, not. He's, 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 a, he's not. I'm, he's joking. Chris, I'll drive over there and pull you out and put you on the show. I can't drive. It's an island? What the fuck? Yeah, Screw that. I was going to say, how, how the hell are you going to drive to Australia? Isn't it a very long bridge? <laughs> anyway, definitely. I mean, excited to have, you know, actually get an Australian on the show. He, uh, he says he knows Barb and uh, Mitch and heard it from them to, that we're doing the show live. And he's excited. He likes the show. That's great. So definitely, we got to get you on the show, Chris. Tell your friends, everybody out there. Three weeks we got. I'm going to post this on the websites. I'm going to remind everybody on Facebook and on Twitter. Do an do an event on Facebook. Going to start. I got to start. I got to remember to do the event. I'm going to do an event on Facebook. Everybody, tell your friends when I post the event. I'm going to post it probably this weekend. Tell your friends. Spread it out like a disease. Let's get this room packed. Ward says he wants to crash the website. Let's crash the website. Friday nights, 9 p.m. Eastern. It'll be in three weeks with uh, Larry Henry will be back and also will be John Young from Zunetta.net. So we're going to have those two guys on in three weeks, Friday night, 9 p.m. Eastern. Adjust to your local time. Tell the world. Hello, Sean. Okay. And, of course, say hello to Sean. <laughs> yeah, Chris is bringing a lot more people in here. Yes, definitely. I want, I want some Australians in here. It's weird over there. I was just talking about this in chat room. If you look at Australia's time zone map, it's like they got like, seven, like six or seven time zones for that country. Yeah, we. I thought we were bad with four. Well, they got the half hour ones too. Like, it might yeah, be but we're bigger. <laughs> we're much yes, but, bigger than Australia. But, but it's like chunks, like chunks here and chunks here. It's like, it's, take a look at the map of Australia time zones. Anyway, want to thank everyone for being here tonight. Definitely, three weeks we will be back. AverageShowShow.com slash live, nine p.m. Eastern time, Friday nights. We will be here and we will be doing this until we're sick and blue in the face. And, of course, you can always go to AverageJoshua.com, download all the episodes. We've got links to everything we talked about tonight. Even all the stuff that wasn't even in the show notes will be on the website at AverageJoshua.com. Download the show. Listen to it right on the website. Show some love. Leave comments. Talk at AverageJoshua.com is our email. Leave them on the website. Voicemail, 813-915-6390. That's area code 813-915-6390. And I believe that's country code one for you international fans. So, Leave us a voicemail. And uh, like I said, I want to thank everybody for being out there for joining us this week. 
Uh, spend a little of your bandwidth with us. Until next time. Hey, 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 hey. Hey, fuck you. What? Aren't you going to, you know, thank our guests that we currently have tonight? Oh, yeah, you, no, you're do- you're from- you're doing the total rap, and you 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 you, <laughs> you neglected to to give shout outs. What what's up with that? Mitch and Hutch. All right, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> you know what's funny is I got distracted. I I got so excited. I was like, hoo-hoo. You're all a right. bitch for Corey. Okay, all right. So I uh, want to thank, of course, Ward Miller for being here. And Ward, where can we find you at? You can find me at maxandlife.com or ibottomac.com. Love the website maxandlife.com. New episode every Sunday. Check it out. And Mitch, where can we find you online? Uh, just Google Geek Talk with Mitch. You'll find me. Also have the link at the website, so don't worry about that either. You can find it there if you guys don't want to Google, if you don't know what Google is. <laughs> and, of course, Hutch, where can we find you at? Well, I'm lucky enough to be listed on Friends of AJS, so you can find me there or www.bergseyeview.com. Put the H on the end of the G because it's Pittsburgh. And uh, you can also go to iTunes and download BEV Gold, and you can get everything Berg's Eye View with one touch. Thanks for having me on the show, guys. Oh, definitely glad to have you, Mitch and Hutch, on the show. Definitely need to get you guys back. I gave all the information out. I'm not going to do it again. I just want to thank everybody out there for downloading this week's episode, spending a little bit of your bandwidth with us. And until next time, have a good one. Bow, 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 bow,